All right, guys, welcome back to another podcast of The Fast Lane. What are we getting into today, Nick? Are we going to have a good one? We're going to have a really good one. This is one that uh, we actually threw together last second. This was very last second, literally like... I walked through the, the po- shop. Yeah, it's like, all right, let's do this now. Okay, cool. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't one of those things where, you know, I just... I, it's a, so guys, just so you know, you folks listening, um, Kyle literally, him and I just text each other ideas all day long, back and forth, nonstop. Yep. Yeah, you can look at the text reel. It's like, okay, he sends about ten twelve, I send about ten twelve, and it's like, <laughs> all right, cool, let's go with it. Yeah, and we just run. There's no script to any of this. It's all about matter of giving back to you. Yep. Right, you guys that are listening and um, giving you our perspective on things and and you know trying to do our best at bettering the world. Exactly. How so, you doing today? I'm good. I. Um, I feel pretty good. I had I had a bummer thing happen last night. I didn't tell anybody about this. So I, I have this Audi R8, right, that I've been rebuilding. Yeah. And I had the whole car painted. Well, there's a piece of trim on top of the door, and my painter, it, it just goes on with double-sided tape. It's not yeah. anything special. Well, my when my painter put it on, he didn't put it on quite right. And I was like, mm. yeah, whatever. I'll peel it off. I'll, I'll peel the glue off, which, by the way, I, I can't. It's miserable getting it off. In the process of peeling it off, I didn't realize I peeled off some paint. Oh. <sighs> So now my driver's door has to get repainted for the third time. Fun. There was already one hiccup that he made the first time, so he fixed that. Now this time he he messed up putting the trim on, so I went to fix it for him without having to bother him, and it peeled the paint. Mm. So I decided, I said, okay, I'm not going to tear this apart. He's got to paint the roof on this car, so I'm just going to give him the door without – this whole car I've taken every panel off. Yeah. For him to paint. It, like, literally, guys, it went from, okay, it was a car, because it had wheels, tires, fenders, a whole nine on it. He pulled everything off, so it was just, what, the cage, the, the frame and the cage? The, the, the monocoque. Okay. And then, now it's put back to, there's still no engine in it. Well, no, there's, the block is in it, all yeah. the other components are yeah, not. Basically, no top end of the engine, meaning um, there's a long block sitting there. There's no yeah. manifold, there's no fuel system, there's no turbos, there's no exhaust. Yeah. There's nothing right now, and I'm waiting on all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, you, you just have the short block, except for, is long the exhaust block. on it? Long block is on it, and the headers are on it. Okay. Yeah. So, it's 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 a it's a work in progress, but I've got everything ordered to finish it. I'm just waiting on my boys to, to get all that stuff put together, boxed up, and shipped to me. I'm telling you, we need to do a vlog, and you put me in the passenger seat. You are not. You're going to hear me scream laughter. That's all it's going to be. What, I'm going to be enjoying every what, I won't second. Scare. Of it. See, that's the thing. A lot of people with with cars don't realize that. Like for me, I'm I'm very different, and there's lots of people like me. But a lot of people just want to go fast. Yeah. I want to go fast, and then I want to hang a hard left. Yeah. You know, because I'm a I'm a NASCAR guy, and that's where I can scare people is when I'm doing 120, and then I just turn the wheel left and go around a corner. Well, if we go around aviation, we got we got that hard left. What's well, a big racetrack? As far it as is. I'm concerned. Yeah, you just gotta take them right out of the shop, and then you're good. It's all lefts. Yeah, we. So guys, just so you know, um, if you're new to the show, we we are uh, podcasting from Dawson Manufacturing, home of the Mulch Mate, and a bunch of other mates, and it is located right outside of BWI, the Baltimore Washington International Airport. Thurgood, Baltimore, Washington, International. Yeah, there's a whole bunch. Yeah, so we're looking out the window right now from our studio, and there is a runway, and they're not using it today. But if you do hear a very loud noise in the background, that is a massive jet flying over. Yeah, I can literally throw the crossbar from the front of our shop over the fence. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a really cool location. Our customers love to fly in. They tour our facility and get to see the factory and see the inner workings of, you know, Mulchmate and Snowmate and all these other mates that we've got here. And it's just a perfect location. Exactly. For us, it's really, really good. So... Kyle, would you like to lead us off into what is actually going to be uh, the story for the day? Yeah, well, I mean, times are changing. Not literally. Well, seasons are changing. Seasons. There we go. There you go. Seasons are changing. We're coming into winter, mm. um, and we've got some cool products that can hopefully help some people. And I know I have one. I have the Snowmate. Mm-hmm. Um, I also have the dual pods on the mowers. So why don't we get into that? I hear there's a story behind Snowmate. Exactly. So the story – so, Okay. This is not a sales thing, guys. This is a very fun. Uh, it's actually it, it's a fun story that 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 I have on this whole deal, um, but it's actually a huge failure. Yeah. And and this failure of mine, you know, a lot of times people don't realize that with failure, if you take a second and learn from it, in a matter of time, it could potentially not be a failure if you've learned from it. Um, so this this failure of mine was back in the day when I was a landscaper and I had all these snow and ice management contracts for commercial properties. Um, and this goes back even further than that. I used to do like residential snow and it was terrible. I didn't make any money at it. Maybe I wasn't good at it. I was pretty young. Um, but when we got into the commercial side, the biggest request I'd always get was walkways. 
you know, can can walkways, can you can you do walkways? And the problem that I had was I couldn't pull enough guys together. At one point, I had over 80 employees doing snow for me at one point. And that's just, I, I didn't even know who I was paying at that point. It was just running the people through the system, getting those jobs done to to the level that the, the customers expected them to. And then after the job was done, it was, it was a fight to get paid, and it was this big to-do. And um, one day, one of my guys uh, came to me and said, dude, there is this product called a Ventrac. And I was like, hmm, let's take a look at those. So we went ahead and looked on, and I think he showed it to me on like Facebook or Instagram. This was, dude, this was a decade ago. Yeah. And um, looked at them, and I thought, wow, this is cool. It was a, a 3400Y um, model. Uh, they're basically like an articulating tractor, and they had brooms and they had plows that you yeah. put on the front of them. And he's like, let's let's go like rent one. We couldn't rent one. So I found one that was a demo unit up in Pennsylvania, and I think it was, I don't know, 15, 16 grand to, to buy the yeah, demo. Yeah, they're not cheap. They're not cheap, and they're worth it, right? Yeah. Because they're, 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 they're large, um, very well thought out, lots of things going on components-wise, uh, units. They're also so, very versatile too, because it's not like you're. Oh, they only have the plow and the broom. You have the finishing brush cutters. They have a little. I think they have like a little um, dump unit on them now. Yeah, too. they have like a little bucket that goes on the front. I'm mean, gonna lift real high, but it's it's something. They've they have also got these like huge like um, hedge trimmers now that that can do like huge like walkway. Okay, those I haven't seen. That'd be pretty cool to see. It's like parks and rec, right? So we have yeah. these like walkways, like the. The B&A trail that we have here, where yeah. I bike on it all the time, um, the, the woods grow up over that, and you've got to trim them. And that, and I think that's what really what they focus it's on. Like so, a mini brush cutter. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, what had happened was I purchased this one, and we had a snowstorm like literally the next day. And good, that's great. Spent the money, got it, got some of that money recouped. Now, you know, we used it, we loved it. It was perfect because the storm was only like six, eight inches. Yeah, May, maybe a little more. It wasn't much, and. Um, this particular unit did not have a cab. It didn't have heat. So one of my guys is literally on it. And, and I pull up to a job, and all I can see, he's covered in clothing and, and stuff, blankets, anything he his hands on. And all I could see were these goggles. Yeah. Literally. And he's like, this, and this is the same guy that showed it to me. And he's like, I hate this thing. <laughs> and I was like, do you hate it? He goes, I don't hate it. It just needs a cab. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, dude. I'll get you a cab, and a cab is another fifteen-ish grand at the time. Yeah, I don't even want to know what they cost now. I bet you it's, and not double, but I bet you that cab instead of being fifteen grand, I bet you it's like twenty-two grand. Probably. Yeah, and a new unit's what, probably twenty-eight, maybe. Maybe it's it's got to be up there, way up there. So guys, follow along here because all this is going to make a lot of sense when I get to what I found to be a better solution. So when we had these 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 Ventrax. I had um, some big contracts over by Arundel Mills Mall. Yeah. I had huge communities all over the county. I had in Howard County and Arundel County. And paint and, the picture. How big are these walkways? I mean, you're talking, it would like take. width-wise and then how long? You know, I think the smallest uh, by code walkway is like 36 inches. Yeah. Right? Most of these walkways are 42, 48 inches. Just yeah. a standard concrete walkway. Um, the problem that I always had in these communities were these walkways always had like trees nearby. So it would make the walkway right at the seam, it would pop up. So yep. you'd have like these lips and the plows would hit it and it would just be a nightmare. So what we ended up doing was we ended up angle grinding, literally taking an angle grinder and grinding the concrete down instead of making the con- the uh, communities or, or commercial properties pay to have new concrete laid, we just grind it down so it smoothed it out and people wouldn't trip and so on and so forth. So good tip for you guys. If you're dealing with these commercial properties and you don't want to, you know, they, they're not willing to, to pay to have the new concrete poured, just take an angle grinder down and just smooth out that transition. You're going to look like a hero. And it's it's a quarter of the cost and you yeah. get to make some more money. That's great revenue for like wintertime projects, keep your people employed, blah, blah, blah. So um, we ended up so okay, finish painting that picture. These walkways are probably miles long yeah. in, in every community. These communities are not small. I had a couple small ones, but the majority of them, I bet you, there was anywhere between two and four miles with a walkway, easily, easily. So what we had done was um, I had teamed up with this uh, this property management company, and uh, they were like, "Hey, I've got this new property out in Columbia," and. I want to say it was like eight miles with a walkway. And I'm like, man, I would love this contract, 
But at this point in time, I'm kind of just jumping forward a little, guys. I've got six of these Ventrax. Um, I've probably got, I don't remember the exact number, $300,000, $400,000 wrapped up in it. And the first year that I bought those, we had gotten some snow, which yeah. was great. It kind of paid for some of them. Um, and each Ventrax probably replaced six to eight guys, which was fantastic. Yeah, sweet. But you still had this three to $400,000 nut to crack. And I, this, okay, my point to this is, each Ventrac cost me like 35000 at the time yeah. to, to outfit it. And then I had to have somebody that had good enough driving credentials to operate it, which I didn't have a lot of guys that were familiar with them because they only got used for snow for us. Exactly. Um, we didn't have the type of jobs where it was smart for me to go get a you know finishing deck or all these other attachments they had for it. So this is here in lies, I'm starting to show you my problem. So I get this, this call from this contract, and they're like, we have like six to eight miles worth of walkway. Can you take it on? And I really desperately wanted it because we could make a ton of money. Yeah. And I knew it would then lead to more landscaping during the summer, and it was just a good, profitable situation. Problem is, I was kind of tired of buying these Ventrax at 35 k a piece. Yeah, and at that rate, you probably need at least, what, two on that property? At least. So, you know, I was basically signing a contract and then turning right around, getting another 80000 ish dollars in debt, and then I needed a driver, two drivers to then, you know, properly operate them because they articulate so they yeah they can the the butt of them could like smack cars yeah. so they had to be very mindful of, of how to properly operate them and and that's just that can potentially and ultimately end up being a problem that i learned like for instance these things hated going over curbs i couldn't tell me rims we bent i don't understand the people that designed ventrac did not put a a i always wanted to cut a ring of steel and weld it to the bead of the rim because it would support that bead from yeah. inside the wheel, and then it wouldn't fold over the rim. I, I don't understand why they never did that, and and I never got a chance to do it because I quit on the landscape company and sold it and never had a ch chance to finish that up. So my point to all this, guys, is that you can, you can make a lot of money if you have the right tools, but at the time, the tools were very expensive. And what I learned after that was we ended up not getting snow for a couple years after this. Yeah. And so I ultimately didn't take on that contract. I said no to the $80,000-ish worth of debt. And thank God I did because the next two or three years after this, we didn't get any snow. Yeah. Like literally nothing. And so – Like we're in now. Yeah, like we're in now. We haven't had snow in, what, three years? A good snow? At least five, six. Yeah, it's been bad. It's, yeah. I think the when I sold my landscape company in 2017, they had gotten like four or five decent events – that they can actually make some money on. And yeah. I think that was like kind of like the last time here that we've gotten it. So my point to this, guys, we're getting ready to get into the meat and potatoes here, why I'm saying all this, is <clears throat> we got here to Dawson Manufacturing. We start building the mulch, mate. And it's selling great. But there's definitely a peak time and a slow time. And, of course, a slow time is like going into winter. Yeah, Everybody's got snow brain. Everybody's got salt brain. And I said to myself, what other products can we develop? So we developed like the cart, mate. And that was every, if you notice, everything leads back to MulchMate. So MulchMate is like the flagship main hub of the whole whole deal. Yep. Right? The, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> Don't die now. Don't die. Um, so we uh, we developed the CartMates because what we learned was getting the material from the MulchMate to the final resting place of mulch or rock or sand, dirt, whatever the machine was just, you know, d dispensing, was slow and irritating. So, okay, that's an easy one. We did yeah. that. Cartmate started to blow up, and it and it sold great, and it still does to this day. And well, that'll be a whole other podcast on that. But now I've got these these this whole lineup of hitch mates for the front of these mowers that the, the Cartmate needs. And I'm like, well, I spent all this money in development on this, and it's great. How, you know, what other stuff can we do to utilize this hitch and to help feed more um, profitable moments for these landscapers, right? And so I had this stupid idea of we need to build a really teeny tiny little plow. Yeah. Because there's nothing on the market that is under 36 inches that is like walkway focused. And so we we started developing Snowmate years and years ago. And I, th I think it's been four or five years now. And the first iteration of it was literally a square tube coming right out of the receiver, pushing snow around. And it worked, but it wasn't wasn't good enough yeah so i'll kind of fast forward through the, de the development of it i'm going to give you what you guys should be looking at if you're in the snow and ice or want to get into it which is the snowmate 
is 36 inches wide. When you turn it sideways, it's 31. Okay, this is going to allow you to utilize the mowers you already own, the 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 product meaning the mower that your guys are already used and used to using and trained on. And these mowers, this is the, okay. I'm going to go through what I hear on the internet constantly, which for me, it doesn't irritate me, but it's it's like here's a different perspective. This is my perspective. Everybody goes, I don't, I don't want to tear up my mowers. You know, I need them for the summertime, and I get that, but you're willing to put a plow on your truck that's really not meant for it, right? There's so much bare metal underneath that truck that gets rusty and nasty and everybody's like, oh, it's going to roast my deck out on my mower. Okay, first off, if you hit it with Dawn, Dawn soap's the best thing you can use to protect it. Number two, you'd put a, a snow box on a skid loader immediately, wouldn't you, Kyle? Yeah. I mean, everybody does. What is the difference between a mower and a skid loader as far as materials are? There's nothing. It's all metal. It's all metal. Typically, it's steel, and it's typically powder-coated. Yeah. I don't understand why you wouldn't run that. Like People, people are like, oh, well, the deck the deck rusts, and because the blades are spinning, and it wears the powder off underneath of it. You are correct, sir. But go look at a skid loader. Go look at the belly pan of that sucker. It is literally bare metal because you're running it through brush, debris, rock, dirt. I mean, you're beating the crap out of that thing. Yeah, and also something else to be said about the mowers. Like, your guys aren't always getting up and under the mower and cleaning out all that goop that's under there. I mean, figure you're cutting two, three weeks worth of grass. Yeah, you're going to sharpen the blades, but not all the time are the guys cleaning that deck out. They're just taking the blades off, throwing it back on. So, imagine that just sitting on the mower. All that's doing is rusting it and Correct. you know oxidizing it even more correct it's the acidity yeah right it's the acidity that that is what Kyle, kyle's point is this it, depending on where you're at but the the acidity from the grass or the leaves or whatever kind of organic material that you've got in your area it is going to rust that deck out if you don't take care of it yeah so that's honestly worse than the salt yeah so i understand your concern but take a look at it from a different perspective number two everybody goes you don't get any traction Okay, first off, let's just look over some basic rules. And and listen, I am going to bust my own doodads on this as well as bust a few other doodads. <clears throat> Excuse me. The 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 tires, tire conditions are huge on mowers. If if you're spinning wheels on properties, it's either either A, you are running your tires at the wrong tire pressures or you're running the the tread down to Darn near nothing. Listen. Or you're going too fast from a stop. Sure. Especially like it like so if you're gonna do a zero turn mm -hmm. and you start from a dead stop and you fully gun it, the wheels are obviously gonna spin. It's like doing a burnout. Well clearly in in like okay, let's let's use another for example, right? Um, Kyle, you drive a big huge Cummins powered diesel um twenty five hundred Ram, right? Yeah. I drive an F four fifty dually. Okay, these are big trucks. I guarantee you, you drive your truck and I drive my truck completely differently than we drive our wives' cars. Yes. Completely different. These are huge trucks and they act differently. So when you, let's go to another example. When you drive your truck right now, that truck is not connected to anything, no. right? But when you throw on a trailer behind it, do you drive it the exact same way? No, you got to give it more throttle. You need more throttle. You you drive You got to brake, you know, yeah. before everybody's slowing down absolutely so your 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 braking is different your steering input is different your throttle input is different the way the truck you know maneuvers is different it doesn't mean the truck's failing it's just a matter of you have some sense and you know how to properly operate the set equipment in different environments yeah it's learning your inputs to direct your output okay correct thank you very much kyle so here is my point when everybody's like well you're gonna put a you put a plow you're gonna put a turf cart in the front of your mower it's gonna act different it's not gonna do this it's not gonna do that no shit, dude. Yeah, that's part of it. It's part of it. And it's an equation. It is. It's an equation. It's a factor, right? Okay. Kyle stands here at a buck sixty. I stand here at a, a two seventy. Yeah, you can move a pallet of metal much easier than I can. Right. It's going to be different. And when when I stand on the back of a mower, it's going to act a little differently than when you stand on the back of a mower. Yeah. That's part of it. So, guys, understand something. There are different ways of operating things, and there's different equations, and you have to then adjust accordingly okay these mowers are incredible especially the the good commercial mowers not this let's use right for example i love using right because we have a good relationship with them there's yeah. no sponsorship here but we we do we do like them a lot and if skag want to have a relationship reach out yeah. if toro wants a relationship reach out i use toro for years but i i did too but we don't have any kind of decent relationships with them not to say there was anything there's nothing bad there yeah certainly we'd love that relationship but there, that door hasn't opened yet 
Yeah. Right. So if you're listening, guys, please come through the door. It just knock. We'll open it. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. It has nothing to do with anything else. So what, take a right standard B. This right standard B is not a commercial mower. No offense, Kyle. Kyle owns one. It is. I love that thing. It's okay. It's a great little mower, but it is not a ZK. Yeah, certainly. Right. And so a ZK or a standard I is just. It's like going from a Hyundai uh, little car to an F450 Platinum. Yeah. It's just got different components in it, and it can do different things. Um, so let's let's kind of get back on track here with this deal. When you're talking about traction uh, on these mowers, number one, tire pressure. Number two, tire condition. How, how good of tires do you have on it? Number three, you can buy snow tires off of Amazon for these tractors. Yeah. I've seen it. And you can also – can't you get the um – Kind of like the little pegs that you could put in the tire too, if you wanted to sacrifice a set of tires. Great, you yes, you can. I've tested one particular type off of Amazon. It was like fifty bucks, and they ultimately ended up ripping out of the tread. Okay, and they ended up leaving lots of little holes in the tire. Yeah, I was not a fan of that. I thought it would work better than it did, but it didn't. Yeah. Um. So be mindful of that, guys. You can run chains. Yeah, certainly. There's like these little bungee straps you can run. I've seen guys, I hear this all the time. Guys like, put antifreeze in, in the tire. I have heard about that. Don't yeah. do that. Environmentally, not friendly. Yeah. Okay. What I would suggest, and this is going to sound whack, but I learned this 20 years ago from a, from a television show called Top Gear. You can fill the tires with water and then put in a few shots of vodka. Hmm. It will keep the water from freezing. It is unreal. It's it's a real thing. There's your natural antifreeze for you. It is natural. And if you spill it, nobody cares because literally it's alcohol. It'll evaporate. Yeah. Okay. So we want to try to keep things environmentally friendly around here. Um, so when you get to, okay, how is it? How is the tractor going to actually, you know, manage in this environment? Okay. This is all dependent also on what tractor you're using. A standard I is not going to perform as well as a ZK. It won't. It's a smaller mower. So be mindful of that. Now, again, guys, we're talking about snow tractors in the snow, and then we're going to talk about the Snowmate being attached to the front of them. So the Snowmate is a 36-inch wide unit. Okay, You can put wings and take it out to 52. Yep. Okay, So it's going to cover most mowers. People are like, well, I can't put that on my right you know, ZK61. Yes, you can. The deck isn't flat on the ground. Any snow that it does encounter, it just pushes it out of the way. Yep. I've, I've tested it. I own a ZK. Love the thing. And the wheelbase is what you're concerned with. And even even then, when you make turns, you're going to run over snow. So be mindful, guys, of the fact that these tractors are literally just their vehicles, just like your truck. Tires, uh, drivetrain, engines. Everybody's like, oh, it's going to destroy the engine. The engine has absolutely nothing to do with it. Now, the pumps do, but the pumps, from my experience in doing this for years with these things now, they never see an overload situation because... You can't say they're going to be the pumps are going to get overloaded and you're going to blow them up, and that you're never going to get traction. Yeah, those two are totally bipolar of each other, polar polar opposites of each yeah. other. They, if you spin, the pumps see no load. If you get incredibly good good traction, which we know in this environment they're not. Yeah. Okay. Then the pumps can't get overloaded. You'll spin, and you'll see. We leave in our videos when we put out there on the internet. You'll see me get off the tractor and push the tractor for a split second because it got stuck. That happens. Has it? Have you ever gotten a truck stuck, Kyle? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. Was it four-wheel drive? Uh, the one that got stuck, no. Okay, well, <laughs> I've gotten four-wheel drive trucks in the snow stuck. It happens. And so the cool thing with a mower is you can literally, two guys can push it right out. Yeah. Okay, so this whole conversation is all about informing you that it's okay. The tractor will spin a little bit. It's not going to overload the pumps. There's not enough traction. If you're having traction issues, you need to either A, lower your tire pressures by 40%. So if it's a 20, 20 PSI situation, just on average, on a tire, yeah, reduce the tire pressure down to like 12. You'll be fine. There's enough pressure on that tire to hold the bead set, and it won't pop off the rim. Now, of course, if you go full speed into a curb, could it pop the pop the bead off the rim? Yes, it can, ding dong. You can do it with full pressure. Yeah. So don't do that, okay? You also have the ability with these tractors to maneuver them better because they are a zero turn. Everybody's like, oh, you need a power pack or electric assist or hydraulics on the Snowmate. No, you do not. I honestly would prefer everyone to buy them without it. Yeah. Because we have the ability, but you don't need it. Correct. So, so okay, let's jump into this. We've talked about the tractor. We've talked about traction. We've talked about pumps. we talked about engines. we talked about conditions and how to clean them in the different size mowers, right? 
Did I miss anything with the mower? Mm, not that I can think of. Okay. Also, yes, you are in the environment. This is one other thing that people say. Oh, I don't want to put my guys in the environment. Well, then what are you doing? If, you, if you've got a shovel, you're in the environment. If you're on a snow thrower, you're in the environment. If you're on a huge tractor, you're not doing walkways. Yeah. I do have one thing to say. What about the down pressure? Because people always go, well, it, it doesn't have down pressure. We're going to get to that. I'm going to finish up on the mower, and okay. then we're, we're going to get to that. Because the down pressure is more of the plow, not, yeah. not the tractor side. So, what do you do when your your guys are complaining? Oh, it's in the environment. Well, first off, dude, majority of the time, if you're running a snow thrower, running a four wheeler, running um, guys with just shovels, you're in the environment. Okay, but when it comes to this mower, you can get our heated hand grips. Okay, I literally stole this idea from a snow thrower that I bought 20 years ago and had heated hand grips and they were terrible. You could yeah. barely feel them. Ours get up to 140 degrees. They're they're hot. They are hot, baby. And, and if you don't pay attention to it, it will catch you by surprise. You're like, okay, yeah, we need to turn it down just a smidge. Exactly. And the other thing that I want to tell people is, like on our rights, there's, there's three handles. Yeah. Right? So you can literally run three sets on these things. So no matter where your hands go, they're always warm. Yep. So run them with gloves. They get hot enough where you'll absolutely feel them through the gloves. Um, run, you know, ski goggles. Run a, you know, head sock. Put on a jacket. Run the Carhartts. Right? Yeah, there's and plenty of stuff out there to keep yourself warm. There's plenty of stuff. And I love wearing you know, a nice big beanie, some Carhartts, and I, I wear ski or, like, snowboarding goggles. Yeah. And then you run the gloves. With the I kind of want to see you in those. <laughs> it's fun. I love it. It's great. It's under my desk right now. Um, but the, the heated hand grips was that final touch. We thought, man, this would be great. This will be a great add-on, and they're cheap. They're only 50 bucks, um, and they're easy to install. They have three different temperature sensors. So anyway, that we're done with talking about the tractor. Let's move on to Snowmate, okay? Kyle just mentioned a second ago down pressure. Here is the deal with down pressure, fellas. If you have a product that's engineered properly and you have the correct angle and the cutting edge uh, degree, you don't need down pressure. Yeah. Okay. The weight of itself will do the job. The Snowmate weighs plenty. Yeah, okay? a lot it's, of people compare that to like Boss Plows and Western Plows. You know, Western plows are no, a non-down pressure plow. It just sits there by gravity, and it cuts great. Versus, like, we literally did, had, so Benjamin has a um, a boss plow. I had a Western plow. And we did one scrape after another, and it was the exact same. It is. It's a, It literally is the exact same. Exactly. So, let me explain to you something about these small plows and why putting down pressure on them is a big no-no. Okay, here's why. An actuator on these on these plows, a lot, of, a lot of guys that design these, they they have either an electric or a hydraulic or electric actuator that creates the down pressure. Yeah. On ours, it's not the case because we follow the what we believe is the standard, like Western. Western is the biggest plow company out there. They they make the most the best plows. Which I love my Western plow. I had Western plows. I like them. I also ran Snow Dogs, and they're basically the same in the sense of they yeah. don't have any kind of down pressure. So here's the deal with the small snow plows that go on mowers. Okay. We are the leader in this. And the reason is, is because I have the most amount of experience and done the most testing actuators. Let's have this conversation about actuators. Actuators. When you, when, when you have them, you have a static and a dynamic load yep. that, that they're allowed to see. We're going to science class folks. Yeah. Okay. So here's my engineer coming out of me guys. This is not the sales, Nick. This is, this is the real deal info. This is the juice and meat and potatoes that you may or may not be able to follow along with, but we're going to, I'm going to try to simplify it for you. So in these actuators, they have a worm gear. These worm gears are either made of plastic or steel. Okay. And they basically, as, as the unit goes up and down, it's not, it's not like a shock absorber where they have valving and they have some kind of gas or some kind of hydraulic oil in there passing through these valves. Yeah. It's actually this, let's use, let's call it a thread. Okay. It's like a bolt and you're running a bolt down a piece like all thread or, you know, Yep. as it spins, it's pushing that actuator in and out. When it's doing this, those threads have to be a certain size, a certain shape. Um, they use certain balls, and if the, if the actuator is um, a cheaper grade, those balls are made of plastic or some kind of inferior material. So with ours, they're made of a hardened 4340 steel. They're polished. They're stainless. Well, they're, it's not 4340. So 4340 is a, a hardness. Typically, these balls are either stainless or there's some kind of coating on them. And when ours goes in and out, it also transfers all that pressure. When you have down pressure, it takes the, all, the entire load of the mower, and it it sends it through that actuator up into what you would what you would call the gearbox. And typically, there's three sets of gears. You have a motor that that comes out to a small gear, to an idler gear, 
and then into the main gear that then turns this piece of thread, if you will, that pushes that actuator in and out. Yeah. So whenever you see a high load, when that actuator is being pushed down, and if you've ever watched any of our videos, you'll see me crashing this, this snowmate into a curb. Okay, so imagine this. Imagine you have an actuator. Okay. Directly attached. Directly attached. Even if it has a trip system, and it pushes all that shock force gets pushed through that actuator and into those gears and into that motor. Okay, I'll have to post a picture of what looks what it looks like inside there. These teeth on these gears are literally, Kyle, they're like a sixteenth to an eighth of an inch. Yeah, there's not much to it. They're very fine threaded or fine little teeth on these gears. And so if you were to take a an actuator and put it on a plow and then ram that SOB right into a curb or into a manhole cover and and try to create a situation where somebody made a mistake. Yeah. This is yes, it, if an employee goes out there and starts ramming a curb with your snowmate or whatever plow you have, get them off the mower. <laughs> get them off or or smack them on the wrist and say, "Dude, cut it out." But what we're trying to do is we're trying to simulate somebody simply making a mistake because when you've got a foot of snow in the ground you or can't something, see it. not every time. Or like you hit one of these 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 walkways that has an unlevel surface and it's like a three four inch lip yeah because roots do that all the time they just pop it up that's they, just what concrete does that's exactly right and so what we're trying to teach you guys here is that if you want to create a a down a vertical down pressure with a plow with an actuator it's going to fail you yeah and my job here at dawson manufacturing is to build things that don't fail now let me tell you something everything has a failure point okay yeah. and in different environments it will fail in different ways. Now, have we put out product before that had a flaw? 100%. I'm not saying I'm God. I'm not saying I'm some mechanical genius. I'm saying that things have a failure point. Now, what I do is I learn from it. A lot of our competitors out there go, it's fine. It's perfect. You're just an idiot. And you, excuse me, and you ran it wrong. Yeah. No, that's not good enough. What I do is I go, I'm really sorry. Here's a better component for your whatever product. And I'm going to go to work, and I'm going to try to make it even better. And, and that's, if we haven't figured it out, it's, okay, well, we will figure it out. It's coming, and we're going to take care of you. Exactly. And that's why, like, you see the video of me ran in the curb. I got so pissed about people constantly bad-mouthing the snowmate. I'm like, here, uh, show me another manufacturer doing this. You should show the old knuckles to the new knuckles from that video. Because yeah. the, the reason now, because they're what? They were quarter quarter inch, and now they're uh, three-eighths, right? Yeah, so on the knuckle of the snowmate, there's these big plates that you can see from the side so if you look up snowmade online you'll see these big plates on the knuckle on the sides and what happened in that crash video is nothing broke yeah and what you can really look in that video is what we really were testing was the side to side actuator yeah i was trying to put that thing through the worst conditions it could be and it held up great to this day it's been amazing knock on wood yeah it is a great the side to side is awesome the only failure we've ever had with the snowmate really was the um the lift actuator on the gen ones which we've now fixed and yes. the the company that sold it to us basically lied and said, this, the spec on this and the dynamic and static load of this is X, and it wasn't. And that was just, that, that really sucks. I'm really sorry. Anybody that dealt with that, call us, and I promise you I will upgrade you and take really good care of you. So when it comes to um, the, the, the Snowmate crash video, what we had done was those side plates on that knuckle, they were quarter inch, and it had basically twisted it. Yeah. Right. And it, and it yawed it out to the right. And the reason it did, if you watch the video, you'll see me hit the curb and it didn't pop over one time. And that's why we simulate this. And we don't just, you know, run into it once or twice. We do it over and over to try to create like the worst case scenario. Yeah. And so it tweaked it and it pulled it off to one side. And so I was talking to my engineering team and we said, man, if we just take those plates to three eighths, it really won't cost us much more. And the customer will end up with a much stronger, better piece yeah because remember we have to go through the testing in a short period of time in order to get the product out versus people who get it during the season they have the whole season to run it through so we have to do that in a short period of time that's part of r&d is you're you're doing constant testing yeah it's constant testing and and i can't simulate everything so i do the absolute best i can at at worst case scenario Yeah. what's the most extreme that we can do yeah like one of the ones i learned a long time ago this is a kind of a cool story and just just not to get totally off topic but it's just along the lines of testing was the uh the cartmate pro when we first developed that i developed it with a heim joint inside the knuckle that was uh three quarter of an inch okay now today it's back to three quarters of an inch but i dropped it to half an inch yeah the only time it failed oh my gosh i can't believe this i i don't know how i missed it but i did we have that thing in transport mode yeah and what i didn't take into consideration was not 
guys going down the road on open trail was going 80, 90, 100 mile an hour. But it was when they hit a headwind. Mm. I didn't think about that. And that headwind would create like this 160 mile an hour pressure on on the tub. On a full, yeah. And it, sna- it was snapping those himes if somebody got like some incredibly high headwind at a high rate of speed. I didn't think of that. And so we had to go back and re-engineer that heim to just a bigger spec one. So you guys want to talk about real world testing? That's it. That's the kind of stuff I see. And I don't just go, oh, too bad. We upgraded all those customers for free. Yeah. Okay. That is called customer support and being there for your people. So kind of getting back to the Snowmate. So, <clears throat> all right. The Snowmate and the down pressure. The down pressure is a big negative. You don't want it. If you watch all the videos on Snowmate, you can see it's slicing and dicing right through the snow. And it is a very robust, very easy piece to install on any mower it doesn't take some special hitch we don't want that down pressure ours actually uses a lift actuator uh that has proximity sensors in it so when you press the button there's no um there's no thinking it'll stop when it's supposed to stop and start where it's supposed to start and it never you know will change a lot of people go why don't you use a winch well imagine if you held the button stop paying attention it would literally rip the plow clean off yeah right so we don't want that so that's why we never used a winch and a lot of people had asked me that question so there you go there's your answer to that the um the cable that we use in spec it will fail before the actuator does so if you hit a situation where it's you know max of everything we want the cheaper item to fail not the most expensive thing to fail yeah so we're basically putting in the fail point for you so that way we know not a hundred percent but like 95 percent where it should fail that we're trying to tell it's kind of like a walkway when they put those seams in the walkway yeah that is telling the concrete hey when you crack because we know here. you will crack right here and so that's what we're doing um so we use a cable system and we also leave some slack in it as well for you that way as you articulate over like a curb it gives some room for the plow to fall whereas if you had down pressure and you press the button and it stops um where it stops it won't drop any further than that so it, then it can't if you go over like a crest right and the, and the plow needs to fall further it won't do it yeah you'll just miss that spot right where ours it'll it'll contour and go over everything yep. whether it's like a, a handicap spot where like a curb like slides off it will go over all that no problem so that's why we don't do the down pressure it's not needed it is it is something that in the plow industry it has been the standard to hang plows with chains and lift yeah fishers do it westerns do it snow dogs do it think that's the right way to go yeah okay so that's the down pressure conversation the uh what is another one of the questions kyle that we heard in kentucky about the snowmate that people were maybe naysaying or didn't understand trying to think off the top of my ice how does it do with ice? because i know around here we get storms where it's typically we either get ice first or ice last Mm -hmm. on our storm so how does the plow deal with ice um or the mower i should say the the mower it's just like anything else the mower is going to slip and slide on ice just like a truck would what i would say is is that and this this is a big tip for your business guys pre-treating yeah pre-treating is where i made all my money in snow literally at the scare of snow i would call my contracts and say hey you know are you guys wanting to pre-treat here we don't want anybody to fall we don't want any lawsuits it's a lot cheaper to pay me than it is to pay a lawyer yeah okay so we would get these approvals on pre-treats we'd go out there we'd sling a bunch of salt we'd sling a bunch of calcium we'd put it down evenly and we would try really hard not to put it in the grass um because that would kill it but even if it didn't snow we got paid yeah and we're covered and we're covered they're covered and if anybody slipped and fell we'd be like we, look they put it down everything is good to go in those sort of conditions you know you got to have some self-responsibility and that was the way to do now if this if the ice storm did come right and the the mowers went out and oh that's another one okay i got it i got another idea sweet um so when it came when it comes to you know dispatching and putting the mowers on site to start plowing with your snowmates if it's ice and you pre-treat it'll be broken up by the time you get there and so the the mower's just going to drive right through it it's going to be like driving in the rain yeah okay so that's the recommendation we would have for you guys now when does it snow kyle typically Um, winter winter and then what time of day weirdly during the night well why because it's colder at night that's why 
a lot of people don't even think about that. So the reason it snows the majority of the time at night is because you're Mr. Weatherman. You should know that. Um, is because it snows it's, all times of day. It does, but the majority of the time it snows at night because it's it's when it gets the coolest. Well, the thing is also it's weird because around here it almost always seems to come through at night just because that's the way the weather pattern goes. Yeah, around so, here for sure. Yeah, yeah. Now. It doesn't have to snow at night, but my point to that is, is that typically in these scenarios, these guys are going out in the middle of the night, early in the morning, yep, whatever. What do you need during that time? Warmth. Well, you need warmth. <laughs> you got you covered on the heated hand grips on that, but you need light. Exactly. You need some light. So <clears throat> when it came to the snowmate guys, I remember testing it, and I'd be out in the middle of the night in my driveway, and it'd be super dark, and I'm like, I, I can't see in here. I, I can't see out of this thing. <laughs> And we we developed these um, these dual pods and tripods, and we'll get to that in a second, guys. But this this lighting system with the Snowmate, we got you covered. Yeah, there's a, there's a light that's on it. There's a light on the snow pile, and the reason it's there is for, like, sit-down mowers. Yeah. A lot of times, there's not a, pl- a really good place to put lights on sit-down mowers. So you have this little switch, and you can click it on. I think it's like 189 bucks to add it. And it, not only does it add light, but it's like a handle. It has a, there's a cover to it so you can stand on it. You're not yeah. going to break the light off. It's made of quarter-inch steel. It's pretty stout. It's a stout little dude. It's going to gusset on the I bottom. I actually think, oh gosh, I think it was two years ago when we were transporting the pl- um, Snowmate from outside to inside. Mm-hmm. I stood on that mount, and it held me all the way in from the outdoor booth. Oh, it'll hold me. Yeah. I guarantee. I bet you it'll hold a 400-pound man. It's a quarter inch steel that, that surrounds it. Yeah. And it says it no safe. step, so please try to, you know. Yeah. It says no step, and it says, I think it says like USA on it or something. Yeah. Uh, so the reason we put the no step on there is I don't want you to slip. Yeah. It's not that it can't handle it. I just don't want to get sued. Oh, I'm just letting you know it can handle me. So yeah, it is absolutely. pretty stout. It's, it's a stout little dude. And that goes back to that liability conversation we were just having is, you know, I put these no steps or things on things, not necessarily because it can't handle it. Because yeah, I don't just want be you, aware. Don't want you to get hurt. Well, there's some people that just aren't, you know, and it's my job to kind of draw that line so when a lawyer comes to you the business owner that owns a snowmate or comes to me the manufacturer i can go bro it says no step it's like literally lasered and cut into the thing i don't yeah. know what else to tell you so one of the other things guys this is a big one with the snowmate everybody when we first came out with it it was a, it's a manual version snowmate and why this is so important is because i wanted to give the 14 year old kid a chance yeah I wanted to give a little. When I first developed Multimate, everybody was like, "Oh, you didn't, you know, you didn't develop this for the the little guy. Why aren't you helping the little guy out?" And I get that. I you think I didn't think of that? I know that. First, first, I had to create a business that was sustainable. Yes. That's why Multimate's the Mac Daddy, and I had to build the Multimate to a level that it was undeniable. It's not. It's not the cheapest. It's not meant to be the cheapest. It's meant to be the absolute best for the majority. Not everybody, the majority of the industry. It is the F-150. It's the F-Series Super Duty of its type. Exactly. That's what it's meant to be. When it came to the Snowmate, do you think I could have built a 40-foot wide snowplow, Kyle? You can, but... I can, but that wasn't what we were intending to do. We were intending to build something that was, first off, inexpensive. We were intending um, for the 14-year-old boy to be able to, instead of go out and buying a snow thrower right and add another gas engine and something that he had to get in and out of his truck and bring his Which dad is a, a liability on yourself you can hurt yourself and then you're not able to do the work right well i was that kid yeah. i was the kid where my dad had to drive me to a neighborhood he and i would lift this i can't remember what it was it might, might have been an aaron's snow throw it had like heated hand grips and it was a decent size unit i bought it at home depot for like 1400 bucks like yeah 20 years ago and um that that's hard on your dad yeah. right your dad typically I see this all the time. The reason I say this is because dads typically go out and they're like, hey, son, I want you to start making your own money. And the boy's like, I want to cut grass. Okay, cool. Well, let's go buy you a, a used stand-on, you know, inexpensive mower, a couple thousand dollars for a used one. And then it, he mows grass all summer. Good job, son. And then in the winter, it just sits. That is a big-time no-no. Yeah. You don't want equipment sitting. You want equipment running. It's like classic cars. I was having this conversation this morning with my old man. You know, he was like, man, I don't understand why my car is breaking. Dude, it sits. You, like, start it once a year. Yeah. That's the worst thing for mechanics, mechanical beings, cars, classic cars, boats, planes. When they sit, they die. Yeah. It's like us. A body in motion stays in motion. Okay, and that's why it's so important for these mowers to continually work and keep moving, keep those fluids pumping. It's going to be better for the batteries. It's going to be better for the the oils and the hydraulics and the belts. Keep those things moving. Don't exactly. let them don't let them dry rot. And so these fourteen year old boys, 
you know, their dad's buying these mowers and they go out there and they mow all summer. And then in the wintertime, they're stagnant. That's so silly. So what we did was we developed the Snowmate. And when we originally released it, you know, a long time ago, things weren't as expensive as they are now. It retailed at $8.99. Yeah. That is so affordable for a dad to buy a son, and they can actually go out, attach to the mower that they just bought their son, and their son can continue to go out there. And it doesn't have to be son. It could be daughters. But I, I mainly, 99% of the time, I see sons doing this. Yeah. So don't get me twisted. Can chicks do it? All day long. Chicks are some of the best welders in the world. So don't get me wrong, okay? It's totally not a gender thing. <clears throat> so you can take a mower, throw our Snowmate on it for a few hundred dollars, just under a grand. Now it's now it's eleven ninety nine today, and that price will go up in the future, I'm sure. Things yeah. are not getting cheaper. I mean, put it in comparison. Your regular three stage snowboard right now is I just looked it up. It was like around twenty five hundred bucks. Holy cow, is it that expensive? Yeah, dude, that's bad. So, so okay. and a five eighteen, which is a single stage, that is six hundred bucks. Yeah, and and how well is that actually going to work? Exactly. You can only get it through at max maybe a 12-inch storm versus if you had the mower on the property for the entire time of the storm, all you're doing is swipes versus having to push the thing and turn the that nozzle so that you're not putting it out in the street and all that. Shooting rocks around. Shooting rocks around. Right. You know, you're keeping everything on the ground. And let's do this. Let's take, okay, let's take two people in two of those $600 units. Yeah. Okay. And say you've got two walkways. One's across the street from each other. <clears throat> and you got two dudes on the left and a snowmate on the right. And they have to go, let's say, 100 feet. Which one? Two guys against one guy. Who do you think is going to get done? That by? mower's going to win because they're not going to get tired. They're going to go all day long. They're never. You don't have to lift it. You can just drive it around. And this, this, the, the sheer ground speed of a mower is three times of a man. Yeah. And it doesn't get tired. It just goes. You put more fuel in it, and you go, go again. again. It's not that hard to figure this out, guys. It's such a no-brainer. So to Kyle's point, the money. Let's talk about the money, okay? When you talk about that 14-year-old kid, he puts 1200 bucks, or his dad puts 1200 bucks down on this plow. You attach it, you get it going. It's all manual. You can move it left, right, up, down. It's all manual. But because we are loving, gracious, awesome company here, we created an a la carte options list for the Snowmate. So at any point in time, if you want to upgrade the cutting edge to a poly edge, you can. Or you, you want a backdrag blade. You want a backdrag blade, you can. You want to add winglets later, you can. If you want to add the power pack, you can do just the lift, or you can do both the lift and the side-to-side actuator. You don't have to do both at the, at the same time. Or you could do a side-to-side actuator and just put a string to the front of the plow. No, we don't do that. Or No, we, no, we don't do the side-to-side actuator because the control panel... Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. It only ships with the lift because the lift is the, the, the Mac Daddy. Okay, scratch that part. I didn't yeah, say that. That's okay. <laughs> Kyle doesn't know that side of the business. Don't worry about it. He's He is my host, and he he's not ingrained into every single product as good as I am. So yeah, I just make him colorful. It's cool. No, he he does. He does. So Kyle here at Dawson Manufacturing does a ton of powder coating for us, and he does a fantastic job. So make sure when you open up your box of your products, of your Hitchmate, of your tripod, of your Snowmate, of your Cartmate, of your Mulchmate, and you see how shiny that sucker is, you can say that's Kyle. If it's messed up, it was Uncle Tony. Yeah, oh, poor <laughs> Uncle Tony. So Uncle Tony comes in. He he's retired. And he comes in every once in a while, helps us pack boxes and do all kinds of stuff because it's a family affair here, and we we are growing a major manufacturing company here, and it is getting it done. And everybody's having it seems like a great time doing it. I am. I'm having a blast. It's it's a lot of work. It's oh, a, it is. It's a lot of work. So anyway, let's get this this uh, podcast back on the rails here. So with Snowmate. It's an a la carte options list. You've got markers. You've got the single light. You can add the dual pod tripod whenever you'd like. And here's the big kicker, guys. Anything that's electronic that we sell, literally, you just take the bolts out of the battery, and you connect black to black and red to red. It is very, very simple, guys. Don't think there's all this wiring. That's another thing. Everybody's like, oh, I'll just go out to Amazon and I'll buy our LED, the LED light kit. It's like a quarter of the cost of your dual pod tripod. Okay, first off, let me see those lights light up an acre. Yeah. They won't. Okay, yeah, you can sit on the other side of your property, and I can see your house. Yeah, and that's uh, 600 feet away. Yeah. It's a big, big chunk of property. So, I mean, there's bigger out there, but it's it's a nice size. So, first off, the lights you're going to buy on Amazon, it's not going to light as much as ours, because not only are ours floodlights, they're also spot. Mm-hmm. They're both. I custom spec these suckers, so they have bigger heat sinks on them. They're LED. They're high, high lumens. Uh, the tripod is 18,000 lumens, Kyle. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It'll light literally over an acre. Um, when I say an acre, I'm actually being conservative. Yeah. It's stupid bright. I mean, when we light them up at shows, people are like, Jesus Christ, oh my God, it's so bright. It is. And not only do your LED lights on Amazon 
not only do they not light as much, they don't have the safety strobes like ours. Yeah. Okay. Also, do those lights have dual phone chargers? No. No. Do they, do they have fault meter? I love that part. The volt meter is amazing. Um, it actually ours actually is fully adjustable, so you can you can a, a, adapt it and attach it to any mower, right yep. to the stand on mower. Typically, stand on mowers, but guys put them on like spreaders. They put them on uh, stand on blowers. They put them on um, mini skids. My buddy LJ up in um, New York, he put it on his yeah his mini skid. Yeah, his mini skid. It's great, and you just click them on and go. And here's the kicker, guys: when you when you're trying to install these lights on Amazon on your mower there is relays and there are all kinds of wiring doodads you have to deal with yep. with ours you pull out of the box there's a black and a red you put it to the battery and you're done you mount it to the mower and you're done and then you press on press on and you're, it's over there's no relays there's literally one fuse that is built into the harness that you don't even have to mess with and that's it and that's because we took the time to engineer you the perfect light setup yeah. it is there's nothing on the market that can touch it Nothing. Even okay. So the tripod retails at two ninety nine right now today. The uh, the grandstand, the not the grandstand, the uh, multiforce. They have a three light kit that's only for the multiforce. Yeah, and it's a nice kit. It's it's high quality, but I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, it's like seven hundred and fifty bucks. Well, that and it's all not in one unit. There, you have to individually place them, if I remember correctly. Correct. And then there's this other, these are other yahoos out there that are trying to knock us off but there's uh they're making a lighting kit it's i think it's only for like the grandstands yeah guys they can continue trying to knock us off and you know what that's probably the best form of flattery is when somebody's trying to copy you well that's oh god i was reading the same thing or watching the same thing with alex from the other day he said if you're not being copied you're not doing something right yeah you're not because people aren't trying to do right or people don't want what you're trying to do no one copies a bad idea kyle yeah Nobody. They always want to copy good ideas. So kudos to us. Yeah. Speaking of which, Ben said when he was putting his uh, dual pods on his grandstand, it was the easiest installation he ever did. Really? I wish he'd like, like I, video this. I well, he sent me a video of it after it was put on. He was like, "It's so simple. You literally it's, just zip it in with the self tappers yeah. and plug it in and go." Yeah. And I mean, to my point, okay. So I hear this from people all the time. They're like, "Oh, the price of them," and blah 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 blah. Okay. I'm gonna ask you one simple question. What do you value your time at? Mr. Whoever I just saw you at trade shows, yeah. right? I, and I, hear, I have this conversation all the time with people. They're like, oh, it costs so much. What is your time worth, dude? I can tell you right now, my time is worth hundreds of dollars an hour. Yeah. Because of, of my knowledge, the value that I deliver, my abilities, right? If you're valuing your time at less than, say, $200 an hour, because there's – no, it's not. I mean, it, it uh, to attach a tripod on a mower might take – 15 minutes if that okay that's all it took ben okay perfect right and, and ben's not a, a, a ase certified mechanic yeah he, he's not no, no offense he's 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 not that guy so he's a he's a normal dude doing landscaping thing awesome guy he's smart enough to buy some of our products and he loves them correct yeah well the other day he did a, a leaf job he said he finished up a leaf job or he started the leaf job like as the sun was going down he worked for an hour made an extra 580 dollars. dude stop it yeah right that's crazy so my point to that is, guys, if you complain about the price, you need to turn around and look in the mirror. Yeah. What is your time worth? I literally created a product for you to make your life easier and make that $200 should simply be like null and void because you took that 15, 20 minutes or whatever install and you went out and sold another two jobs. Yeah. For $10,000. I mean, dude, I remember when I was a landscaper, if you gave me 30 minutes, I could probably go out and sell twenty, thirty, $40,000 job. Easily. Easily. I did it every single day. Yeah. We did quarter million dollars a month. That's a piece of cake. So these products, guys, are developed to make your life easier and to just go. Yes. Is there something cheaper out there? Sure. If if you're going to base your life off of the cheapest thing out there, why do you have a smartphone? Go get a flip phone. Like, for real. I know every one of you listening to me right now is on a smartphone. Yeah, that's how you're listening to it. Exactly. So stop with the whole, oh, it's cheaper. Oh, I can do it. Bro, it's not. I learned that a long time ago with my trucks. I was trying to keep old junky trucks going in the day that I said, no. No more of this. I'm going to take the time that I'm using to fix all my trucks, take them to shops to get fixed, or I'm fixing them, or going to the parts store all this time, and I'm just going to buy a new truck. At the time, it was going to cost me like 500 bucks a month for the truck payment. And if I couldn't recoup that money in literally an hour, I was doing something wrong in business. Yeah. And I did. And my business exploded because of it. So now that we're we're clear on this, the, the dual pod tripod, we're going to go back to the Snowmate because all this kind of works in together, guys. The Snowmate. Let's say you option one all the way up. 
It's somewhere around like thirty six hundred bucks. Yeah, for like literally every option. That's the cheapest thing on the market that gives you the most amount of value that is built the best that is going to attach to every single mower without making you buy a separate hitch or whatever. You can literally pop the Snowmate off. You can then get a cart mate, slide it into the hitch receiver in literally 10 seconds, and you could be plowing one day and the snow melts, and then the next day you can be throwing mulch or doing a spring cleanup. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's awesome. That's cash, baby. That is yeah. time. Time is money. And so the big thing, okay, we're going to go back to the very beginning of the story here about all my Ventrax. Here's the problem with Ventrax. Here's the problem with just buying expensive equipment like that, like like a multi-force, is that when it doesn't snow. When it doesn't snow, and you say you outfit, this is the worst case scenario, if you outfit a Snowmate completely at $3,600, that unit sitting is only $3,600. Yeah. It's not a Snow Raider at $25,000. It's not a multi-force at $30,000. It's not a Ventrax at $30,000. It's thirty six hundred bucks sitting on the shelf. But I'd also like to make a point of the multi forces. You have to pull all the hydras off, if I'm correct. You have to unbolt a couple of things, this, that, and the other. You, that goes back to the time is money situation. Is if you're literally sliding this in and out of a hitch and you're unplugging two plugs, yeah, that's we a no brainer. We even gave you a. There's a new station for the power packs that you can literally take the SEE plugs yeah. and plug them right into. And when you're done, you unplug them. There's a little cover flap. You flap them over, and you're done. That's exactly what I was trying to say. Like you just in out. You're yeah, done. with a multi force because I own them, Kyle. I own multi forces. It would take my guys hours. Yeah. to outfit them. And eh, sorry, not doing it. Very silly, and it's only specific to that one mower. It would cost me thirty thousand dollars to outfit that mower. Uh, listen, I think what they did was awesome. They proved their point, but there are better ways. Yeah. There are better ways. And if people are going to argue about, oh, the mowers can't handle it, then you're basically telling Toro they're idiots. Yeah. So I- I'm sorry. Th- I know this is probably some fire coming at you guys, and you may agree, you may disagree, but the facts are the facts. Okay? The the big thing with the Snowmate is that it's a low cost of entry to get the base model. Okay, that allows the 14-year-old kid or the guy that's just starting his own business or whoever, and then as their company grows, the product can grow with you. No other no other plow on the market can say that. And all the other products that we have grow into the other products. So exactly. you have your snowmate, your cartmate, your dual pod, your tripod, your heated hand grips. They can all work with each other. You know, doing a spring cleanup in the you know beginning of the spring, still pretty cold out, put the heated hand grips on. Absolutely. You know, And then you have... You can take them off during the summer. They unplug from the station. You just put them where you can grab them next year and then plug them back in, zip tie them back up. You're good. Dude, it's fire, dude. I mean, it, this whole setup has just been so well thought out. It is It is literally, it's a game changer. Yeah, and then get yourself to the point where you get a mulch made or a DMT. Yeah. I literally, so we when we first developed like the cart mates and all this, the, the president here, Craig, he literally told me, he's like, stop wasting your time. And I said, you're wrong. You're flat out wrong. This will feed the next product yeah and i have guys today that have bought cart mates two three years ago and now they're buying mulch mates yeah what what'd your uh, old man say when he was uh walking the wheelbarrow across the property <laughs> you build that damn cart mate right now right now <laughs> right now because he he finally you know I, te- I tease him but he finally got the vision um i think it was that day walking across the yard he's like okay i see what you see Let's get going. And, and you know, to his credit, he he wasn't a landscaper. He didn't know. You don't know what you don't know. So the whole point of this podcast, guys, is to help inform you with all the data, not just an opinion. I, I Listen, I'm telling you right now, the Snowmate and these mowers, they're not going to push 12 inches of snow. Yeah. They're not. It's not developed to do that. And if you think I'm telling you that it can, I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that on average, six inches yeah. of heavy snow. There's videos of us doing heavy snow. And I've done it. Yeah, I've done it. And and it can do that. Um, if you've got like a lighter powdery snow, it could probably do 12 inches. Yeah. But, you know, gen- there's, there's no exact scenario. There's limits the on everything. There's limits to everything. Exactly. And so, will the Snowmate survive anything? Yes, it will. I proved that with the curb. Yeah. Proved. Done. It'll survive it. Will, you know, will the, the plow push... 12 inches of snow, that is all dependent on the mower you put it on. It truly, truly is. The point to this is, is that when there's no snow, a ton of your money is not being tied up. You're not having huge amount of maintenance costs like tire rot, fuel getting you know sludged up in the fuel tanks, oil changes, spark plugs, rust, all that kind of stuff on, let's say, a Ventrac or a Snow Raider. That doesn't exist. Yeah. Not to mention storage space. Okay. Snowmate, it literally comes in a box that's, I don't know, eight inches tall. 36 inches wide and about a foot and a half deep. Yeah. It's tiny. So you can literally put it back in the box we give it to you or just throw it up on a shelf. It's far smaller than all this other equipment. So you can stack at least 
six of them together in order to take out the real estate of something else. Absolutely. And so six of those, like, let me do the math really quick, right? So six snowmates fully outfitted. Let's do that math really quick. 24. So 30 times six, it's twenty. It's 21,600 bucks. Yeah. So if you, you already own the mowers. That, that, that conversation's already being had, right? That's done. That, that investment's had. Now we're, all we're doing is we're, we're taking and we're stacking up that ROI and we're multiplying it times however many snowmates you add to the fleet. Yeah, versus what, six times, let's just say 30 roundabout number for your Ventrax. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Like, you know, that's 180,000. Oh my God. So, so the math is just insane. It's insane. Anybody that argues this is... Now, okay, let's talk about locations. Like Buffalo, New York. Yeah. Buffalo gets... How much snow do they get? A lot. A lot. Uh, Park City, Utah. They get like 600 inches of snow a year. Yeah. Colorado, you know, Denver. Is Snowmate for that? More than likely not, unless you can simply keep up. Normally, there's a two-inch release. Yeah. A two-inch release, and you got guys on mowers, it'll probably keep up. Yeah, but if you wait to the end of the storm and it's got oh, twenty four yeah, inches, dude, nothing's getting through that. You're screwed, glued, and tattooed, son. Even your big boys with the um, MVA, they're having issues. They're they are having issues. You're or not, not MV, but DOT. Your DOT drivers. Sure. Yeah, right. I know what you meant. Any, I want MVA because that's us. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. So any um, municipality. Yeah. If a municipality is waiting to the end, first off, that's a danger to society. Yeah. And in same for you, you landscape guys. If it's if it's you know you're waiting till twelve inches out there, you are you're putting yourself in risk for a high liability a lawsuit. Yeah. Period. Don't do that. So invest into a snowmate. Throw a dual pod tripod in with your order and a couple of hand grips. Give your guys a nice, safe, comfortable working environment on a piece of equipment that they're already trained and they already know a mower. Okay. Go get yourself a decent mower. Go that thirty-six inch ride-on mower that you've been, or you know, stand-on mower that you've been considering for those small backyards. Get it now. You can go get it because now you can run the snowmate in the winter and then throw like Cartmate RS on it in the spring and go knock out that that mulch job that's back in between that gate that's really thin to get back there. Now you have every reason to go do that. Yeah, I figure that's what you know, ninety feet on average that yeah. you have to walk just to get into the back of the property, you just let the mower do it. Absolutely. So let the mower and the equipment do the work for you. And when it doesn't snow, you've only got a couple grand on the shelf, not thirty grand. Yeah. All right, guys. Um Kyle, do you think there's anything else that we need to touch on with that one? Not that I could I, big one for me was down pressure because I know I've heard that a lot. Well we and then, flat out debunked that one. Yeah. That's just that's a no brainer. We just need to get more videos of it. Show everybody what we can do. Yeah, I can shove as many you know videos down people's throats. It's it's guys, you're 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 typically your plows don't have down pressure. It's yeah. just the weight of them. And when you have a good, well engineered product, and the angles are correct and all that. Oh, by the way, like the the cutting edge on Snowmate, it's hardened steel. Yeah, it's it's not mild steel. It's not going to wear out. People are like, oh, you know, what if it wears out, dude? It is hardened steel. It's not going. Trust me, putting the when the powder coat them and you got to put those things in the oven, they're heavy. They are heavy. They, I can't remember what grade that is. I think it's forty three forty. I think we put it. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't remember. No. 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 It was grade. Excuse me. No. It was grade eighty. Typically, mild steel is like a thirty six. So it's great. I think it's grade eighty or grade hundred. I can't remember. It's. It's. It's steep. It's heavy duty. So, guys, don't let the size of it fool you. Don't let. Um, don't think that hey, oh, Dawson Manufacturing can't build anything bigger. Of course we could. That's not that's not all we were trying to do. We were trying to give you the absolute best mini plow for walkways or like little driveways or tight tight little areas or walkways on commercial properties that that existed. And Keeping it, out for the little guys. We are. We're out. We're out to help help you guys. And even some of the big guys are buying them uh, because they see the value. Yeah. Those little tight little areas. Those are high liability areas, and they are a pain in the butt. So. With that said, guys, if you have any questions on the Snowmate, hit us up on at mulchmateusa.com, fill out that form submission, and let us know what you think. Let us know if you have any questions about it. Um, you can order right on the website. Everything ships UPS directly to you, um, or check out your local dealer, see if they've got it uh, there locally. We are building a dealer network out, and if there's any dealers out there that have any interest in our products, please uh, hit us up at mulchmateusa.com, and we'll be happy to get right back out to you um it also guys follow us on social media at uh, multimate usa or dawson mfg on instagram uh multimate usa on facebook we're on tiktok 
absolutely go to YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just put in Multimail on YouTube. You'll find us there. And uh, we will catch you in the next one. Yeah, and then we also have your coaching program. That's going to be in our description below. So check that out if you're interested. Or if you want to uh, send us some questions at litflpodcast at gmail.com. Kyle, thank you for keeping us on track. You're That's man. what I do. That's it. Don't forget that coaching program, guys. That's new. Um, so if you want to get you know nitty-gritty with your specific business and not such a, a generalized conversation here, I'd be more than happy to jump on the phone with you, and we will get going. And if you'd like me to come out, we're putting together programs where you know I'll fly out to you. We'll go through all your systems. I mean, there's, there's a company um, in the U.S. I'm not going to name names, but they've got 47 locations, Kyle. Yeah. And I talked to them two months ago. And their head of production was saying, dude, you realize you just fundamentally changed how a, I can't remember how much, how many hundreds of millions they do. You literally just changed them, how we're going to do things. The number one uh, landscape company in the world, they're going from trash cans back to wheelbarrows because of me. Yeah. So guys, I can show you the numbers. I have the data from the smallest guys to the biggest guys. I hold all the testing on how to operate the landscape business really efficiently not because just simply experience, but the fact that I work with the biggest, the smallest, and everybody in between. 10 million, 4 million, 600,000, 100,000, uh, 4 billion. I have this conversation every number. day. That's a big, big number. And I've got $3 billion companies that I deal with. Yeah, so it's awesome. I, and I have direct conversations with them, and I have direct interaction with them on job on podcast. Oh, that'd be just sick. Just chat with them. That'd be sick. Let us know, guys. Who do you want to hear? Do you want to hear some from some of our vendors like Belmont? I'd love, I'd love to get Belmont. Just anything. Yeah, if Belmont. We can, if you're in an industry that you know can help us or we can help you, let let's chat. Yeah, some of my biggest clients, uh, uh, Frank Earthworks down in Texas. He's <laughs> he's, he's the biggest lands privately owned landscape company in the state of Texas. Dude, he came up to Sam and was like, Sam, out in the outdoor booth. That was awesome. Crazy. What about influencers? Should we get like? You know, some of the, the YouTube guys on here, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, why not? Let us know, guys. We'd love your feedback on this. Um, we don't want to just kind of run haphazardly. We want to make sure we deliver the value to you that you're looking for. Um, this There's a lot of effort we put into this for you guys. So um, let us know. Certainly. All right, guys. Thanks for a great um, podcast here with you guys. And give us your feedback. And don't forget to share with all your friends. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. We'll catch you on the next one. See you. Bye.